0: This is The Verse, a weekly dive into the cinematic universes and beyond. We'll dissect the latest episodes, films, and news all fans, from veterans to news, are dying to know more about. Now, here's our team of pop culture superheroes we call The Verse Squad. Welcome Welcome to The the verse. Verse. Welcome back to The Verse, the podcast that's totally not heinous, dudes. This week, we're asking two questions. Why and what if? We start with why should you be watching FX new series, Why the Last Man, in a load spoiler discussion. Then we ask what if, as we find out how the MCU would have changed if Killmonger saved Tony in the latest episode of the animated Marvel series. Of course, we're starting with the news, but before we do, let's meet the team. I'm Norm.
1: I'm Bridget. I'm Lucas. I'm Cronsworth. And I'm Emilia. This is The Verse News, where we bring you the latest in TV, film, and superhero news from across the cinematic universes and beyond. So, let's see what The Verse Squad has come up with this week.
2: So, I'm really happy to bring back my beat on Indiana Jones 5. Scoop broken with the beat. So, this week, uh, I mean, I've sort of been poking around for any information to talk about on Indiana Jones 5.
0: It's been a bit.
2: It has been a bit. It is being reported that – I don't think you guys are
3: going to like this.
2: Phoebe Waller-Bridge is set to take over the franchise.
3: Oh, I saw that. That was – Yeah. I think I have read that earlier or previously.
2: Well, I knew that – obviously, she was going to have a leading role in this film. Uh, I have to say I'm not sure I'm relieved or disappointed because I just think that this has been a series that has been – Going on for far too long, uh, especially with Harrison Ford at the helm. I love the original trilogy. Don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. they're some of my favorite films uh, of all time. But you know, you know, age does play a game in this, and I do love Phoebe Waller Bridge. But I don't know if I'm gonna love Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford. So it's kind of like a love, love, hate sort of thing. Like I love Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, and I want to see him go out with a bang but i don't know if i want to see it continued either. i mean he went out I'm with a bang
3: sure. in the third one <laughs> they should have exactly. just left it there yeah, exactly. and then he
2: went out with another bang in the nuclear bomb explosion in no, the fourth no, one no the worst one so, i don't yeah i don't <laughs> consider no,
3: that part of the series
0: i don't hate the idea of keeping indiana jones going and making it basically into a 007 type deal just making people like continue the universe cuz there's stuff there like tomb raiders obviously popular the new uncharted mm-hmm movie that's gonna be coming out it's gonna be adding to that you know th- th- there is a need for adventure that also uh dips into like um paleo- not only just paleontology but uh, archaeology in general like there there's something there that captivates audiences and the Indiana Jones franchise has been iconic minus uh kingdom of the crystal skull <laughs> but you know if if we could keep this going but in a better way well written way. I th- I don't I don't see a downside. And Phoebe Waller Bridge, why not?
3: Well, I do agree with you, Norm. That the idea of making this into a broader franchise of like passing the whip, uh, the bull whip, it doesn't like that doesn't bother me too much if they do it right. And I'm just really don't like I'm 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 not excited for this film to begin with. Like I kind of like why are we doing this? I get the why now. Like okay, this could be. You know, so they could do something very interesting with it. So I'm going to withhold completely judging everything. But, you know, I'm going to be very skeptical that they're going to be able to pull this off properly. As much as I like Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I'm like, okay, let's see how they go about doing it. Because yeah. I got to tell you, the, the Crystal Skull one where um, with, what's his face on, you know.
2: Shiloh LeBeouf.
3: Shiloh just, oh my, thank God, at least they didn't do that, making him like the next Indiana like Jones. Shia. That would have been dreadful. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I'm so like anyway, if they find a way to do it properly, I'll be happy, but you know, I'm still really I'm not sure how they're gonna do this that is gonna please fans and also make it a compelling series yet. I, I'm
2: I'm I mean I like James Mangold as a director. Hello. So yeah. I, I'm excited to see him take over this franchise. I also love the fact that Mads Mikkelsen is going to be in it. I mean, that man is just, I just at a really great time be... in his career right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? I would not be yeah. disappointed if all of a sudden he picked up the whip and became the next Indiana Jones. I would not be disappointed. I know also, he at the not
3: villains anymore.
2: Well, so we, we have no idea what part he's going to play. But also, too, I'm excited to see, honestly, a woman take a role like this. I, I find that, honestly, very empowering.
4: Well, do you know what I'd like to see? More refrigerators.
2: I find them empowering. Let's lock Cronsworth in the refrigerator, please. Let's do that today.
3: And then blow him up with an atom yeah. bomb.
2: Yeah. Is, that like a, is that like a
1: MacGyver reference?
4: No, 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 Emilia. It's from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's one of the most beloved scenes in all of the series.
3: I, I think I've said it over and over again of why I hate that movie so much, but it starts off with the iconic, like, a mountain, like the Paramount logo turns into a mountain, and then that one, it turns into a molehill. And it tells, tells you everything you need to know about how bad that film is. <laughs> wow. Hate is
2: gonna hate. Wow, hot take. That's a hot take,
3: Lucas. It is not a hot take. I've, it is a true I have never
0: take. heard it uh, explained more eloquently. That was beautiful. Thank you.
3: To, I can tell I, you, I, I was it. I was watching it, not even in the theater, because it looked bad to me, but then when that shot happened, I was like, oh God, this is what we're in for.
2: Again, I said this before about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I saw that when I was pretty young i mean i was a young kid so i thoroughly did enjoy that movie and so when i watch it now to this day it's a nostalgic watching for me so i don't absolutely hate that movie like you do but it's definitely not the best that it could be so i'm hopeful that five will maybe redeem
3: four Well, the thing is, like, I like a bad movie. Like, I could really enjoy a good bad movie. So, like, which is my, I'm not going to say my news, but I wanted to, like, make sure everybody Are you a Sharknado fan? On,
2: is that we... what you're about to tell us? You're well, going to confess?
3: Fan, if course. you're about
2: to steal
1: my news, I'll be really upset. No, this isn't,
3: with... I'm not stealing news, but I'm going to say that I saw Malignant last night, James Wan's oh, new okay. film. The less you know, the better going in. I'll just say is that it, scary? it is not even the slightest is it Um, supposed
1: to be scary it's not
3: it is i'll say this it is not his best film but it's my favorite and that's all i'll say (laughs) and the less you know going in the better just be just do wow set your expectations that it is
2: i expect to see your column in the new york times this weekend (laughs) i
3: enjoyed the heck out of this movie last night i could not stop laughing all right it sounds like it's supposed to be scary um, but then that kind of dovetails into my news because I'm getting into the Halloween spirit. It's getting close to October. And then I read that Elvira is, uh, she has her, uh, her, let me get this name properly, on Shudder. They have like 60 days because who needs 30 days of Halloween? You need 60, which totally fits my lifestyle. Elvira's 40th anniversary, very scary, very special, special. So I saw the, uh, the promo for that and I was like so, all in because not only has Elvira, like, of you know, as a kid, I was, you know, that was my people, the goth people. The uh, cheesy goth people were my favorites. Uh, and then, you know, I watched all of her stuff, and I love that she had the show, and then now, yeah, they're doing a 40th anniversary where she's gonna, you know, do a little hosting gig thing, and then the movies they're gonna have on Slater, like Mistress of the Dark, her movie, House on Haunted Hill, City of the Dead, Messiah of Evil, these are all great classic horror films that everybody should have seen at least once in their lives
0: yeah i absolutely love elvira uh she she, she celebrated horror while also pointing out the fun aspects of mm-hmm. the movies it it seemed like parody but like in reality she's the one who got me to like first start appreciating bad movies on a deeper yeah. level so that's I, what I mean you really can... love her
3: like there's such a spot for bad movies. That's why I like the whole Indiana Jones thing. Like maybe I'm being a little too critical. Like Bridget, you loving Crystal Skull, like it's fine. Like I, ha- there's so many movies that. Do okay, not love deserve is a strong word. Love I is a
2: celebrated. very strong word. I enjoyed it <laughs> yes. from a child's perspective, which then translates into adulthood to nostalgia yeah. as a child. But this is why anybody. Love is pretty strong. Love is okay. pretty strong. I would
4: have loved a shorter explanation.
2: You know what? Someone get the chain, put it on the refrigerator, and just blast that thing out the side of the ship. Okay? (laughs) The patience for KW is just not here today. Yeah, but the airlocks are on the other
0: side, and I'm not dragging that heavy refrigerator all the way over there.
2: Uh, Norm, you're the only
3: one who can, though. (laughs) I know, you're the only one picking up. Uh,
1: Well, that's settled. Let's move on. All
3: right, so I'll just wrap it up by saying that... uh, Anybody who's judging somebody because they like a film, that just because it's not a high quality film, is ridiculous. Because we, you know, whatever enjoyment you get out of it for whatever reason, that's a, it's it's a personal, you know, experience. Anyway.
0: And Lucas, where will we be able to see the Elvira content?
3: Oh, that will be on Shutter. So, like, I don't know if you guys have a subscription to Shutter because it's it's only like three dollars a month or four dollars a month, but they have a really good revolving selection. It's it's like a really curated horror, uh, you know, site that you can stream on your phone. I don't think it's on TV.
1: All right. Well, I think that actually dovetails quite well into my news, which is also about appreciation for movies that may not have had the most like mainstream success. Um, <clears throat> a trailer was released for the upcoming horror film VHS 94.
3: Ooh, yeah, I saw that.
1: And the tag is, five new tapes, one nightmare. So this is for the upcoming horror film VHS 94, which is part of the VHS anthology horror film franchise. There's been, I want to say three of them so far. It's like Mm. a trilogy that was kind of, I feel like it kind of has a cult following. There's VHS, the first one, VHS 2, VHS Viral, and they all follow like a similar premise where there's like an overarching horror movie that's about like watching these spooky VHS tapes and then you get to see all of the VHS tapes along the way through the movie Um, and they're all like directed by different people and they're all scary and uh, violent people die and there's
0: wouldn't be a horror film without people dying right
1: right exactly so
3: (laughs) it's a really um... innovative series and so many great horror directors have either jumped onto the franchise or have come out of it. So it's like, it, it. yeah, there's a huge cult following, but I think it's pretty popular in the horror community. Like, it's known as one of the better, you know, anthology franchises.
1: Yeah, so it was created by Bloody Disgusting and VHS 94. I think it's been quite a while since the last one. I think the last one came out in like 2014 or something. So the events of this film are going to be set in 1994. There's going to be five new tapes and it's going to be disturbing and and gnarly and grisly, I assume, um, all really great uh, horror movie things. So if anyone's in the mood for a uh, for like an interesting kind of cult following type horror film, check that out.
3: I'm not kidding. Like, look at just the names of the horror directors who not only are on the first one, because you're going to recognize a lot, but then the second, the third one, it was almost became like a way to discover new horror talent as well as some you know, working horror directors would just hire him on to do, you know, a, a, one of the shorts in it. It, it. They're really well done. If you like anthology horror, which for me is like one of my favorite horror genres, uh, you should definitely check it out.
1: Yeah, it's fun. I, I think it's the perfect kind of film if you like want to hang out with some friends, like have a few drinks, have a few snacks and just like be hanging out and every now and then go, oh, man, <laughs> that's. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of film it is. Um, it's going to be released by Bloody Disgusting and Shudder, incidentally. Nice. Well, on watching October 6th. So. This episode of The Verse is sponsored by our friends at Shudder. <laughs> uh, also, I this is like barely news because I don't really follow um, anything about Star Wars, but I couldn't help but see it. Uh, Fast and Furious actor Song Kong is going to be in Obi in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. By Lucasfilm and that was special because he plays Han. And now he's gonna play Han soul. Oh
2: <laughs> Are you questioning that?
0: <laughs> you didn't you didn't I don't think you sh- you sold that one hard enough.
2: <laughs> I believe
4: that was Amelia's attempt at humor. Stressing the word attempt. It's a
1: it's a thinker, it's two part pun. <laughs> he's, he's Korean soul.
3: So, oh, okay, I didn't get the <laughs> second part at first. I
1: Overhead, thought you were just stumbling over, over the it. head. I certainly
3: got the joke. It just wasn't funny.
1: Wow. If only Sung Kong would replace Harrison Ford as uh, take two of this pun as <laughs> on Solo. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Ha ha ha. That was almost as funny as last time. We can move on. <laughs> He's gonna have a lightsaber. He's gonna have a lightsaber. So yeah, yeah I, I, did I, I did see that.
2: that. You know, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I tend to be weary now when that sort of news comes out. Any type of new piece of Star Wars content comes out. One of the first things to make the Internet is who is, and who isn't going to have a lightsaber. And I mean, in The Force Awakens, they teased and marketed hard that Finn was going to have a lightsaber. and
0: I mean, he did for obviously- all of like seven seconds
2: seven seconds and i don't want to spoil anything because Amelia hasn't seen that trilogy yet but man oh man did that not go anywhere that <laughs> they led us to believe uh and i'm still case. maybe a little bit bitter about it rightly so and i will be forever like she
4: said no spoilers
2: no spoilers <laughs> just disappointment no spoilers <laughs> just disappointment <laughs>
0: Sp- Speaking yes. of oh, what's no usually disappointment, my news has to deal with the DC movie franchise of things, which typically is the opposite of Marvel. A lot more of their content is not as widely acclaimed as uh, Marvel gets. But one thing that DC does do really good is their animated movies. Mm-hmm. And this week, the trailer dropped for the Injustice uh, animated movie. Now, anybody who doesn't know or hasn't played any of the video games, hasn't read any of the comic books, it centers around a tragedy that turns Superman evil. And in this, an he evil gets Superman? an evil Superman. And in I,
1: this, I've never heard of such a concept.
0: He takes half the Justice League with him. So basically, it's DC's version of Civil War. It mm, just, okay. there's a clear good side and a clear bad side.
1: Just like in Civil War, yes.
0: Yes, I agree. Cap <laughs> side was the good side and RDJ <laughs> was the bad side. So, you're right. Um, anyways, it's actually a very good book. The uh, The video game series was widely popular using the Mortal Kombat uh, fighting uh, engine. So, I'm excited for this because... Superman is very boring to me. And anytime you take him out of mm-hmm. what he's supposed to be, he becomes a way better character. And in this, so good.
2: Listen, I lo- I really like DC because it's not afraid to get dark. Like, sincerely, like, they've always been a darker version of comics, I thought, than Marvel. And I, that's why I really liked uh, Schneider's cut of the Justice League. Because I like the dark turn that they were going down towards the end of the film with where they were taking Superman and everyone, and I want that. Like, I want that so bad I'm manifesting it. I'm manifesting (laughs) evil Superman. Norm,
3: I Um, I have a question for you, though. Um, So those of us who are not too familiar with the DC animated shows or or movies that are on, because I know HBO Max has a lot of them, and I put some in my queue to watch, what are your top three recommendations to start with?
0: Uh, Under the Red Hood, by far, is really, really good. Um. The Long Halloween is about to come out, and if it's anything like the comics that it's based off of, it's going to be absolutely terrific. Uh, Justice League Dark was another great one, with uh, John Constantine at the helm, with Zantana. Those were really good. There's uh, Flashpoint. They have a Flashpoint animated one, which I wish was like an hour or two longer. That's how good it is. In that case, Noel,
4: I would highly recommend you go to HBO Max and check out their latest offering. They've put together quite a comprehensive collection of the best of Batman, both live action and the animated. with Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, Adam West, and more. You can also find the animated Batman films, such as The Kill and Joke in Year One, and loads of other DCEU content, all on HBO Max.
3: I, I've watched Batman Year One, and it was really great. Like yeah. the, it, it, I never read the comics of that one. And I knew that like a lot of dark, the dark Knight movie um, uh, that Christopher Nolan did. Uh, what is it? I'm sorry. Batman begins. It felt like yeah. they were pulling a lot from that, but it's really good. Actually that the animated yeah. version of that is really great. They and do I started really watching annihilation animation. But, yeah. The animation looks great. And the voice acting is top. It's like, yeah, they're really well done. I is wish more Arnold... people were aware of it and would watch him.
2: Is Arnold Schwarzenegger Batman on there? Sure.
3: Batman that's and my Robin?
2: <laughs> Probably. That's yeah. my favorite. Yes, it's there, and it's still terrible. If
3: that'll get you to watch it, sure. <laughs>
2: Popular, unpopular opinion, that's my favorite.
4: I don't want to bat shame you, Bridget, but. Uh, okay.
2: okay. All right, I think that wraps up our news, the verse
1: news. So, why don't we dive into this week's show discussions? This episode is brought to you by the letter Y, as in Y, the last man. So before we start discussing, why don't we give a quick, spoiler-free description of the series.
2: I got this. All the men on Earth die except for one.
3: Boom. To the point.
2: You seem to understand quick,
3: but
4: I'm not sure you quite understand
1: spoiler-free. Is there more we should know? All Everyone with a Y chromosome dies except for one.
0: Every mammal with a Y chromosome die except for oh.
3: two.
4: Yeah, that's true. What's going on here?
3: More spoilers? Ah, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. okay. Well, Spoiler it. a lot, Norm. Normally well, spoilers, actually. Norm! Although you do learn that in the pilot.
1: Freaking Norm actually felt uh, Yeah, Yes, that is true. <laughs> and... Uh, actually,
0: uh, <laughs> we have to... <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Nice. The rest of the show is about just trauma. Um, and about all the cool... Non Y chromosome bearing characters that are in it.
3: So, so I read the graphic novels. I don't know if I finished them. And this has been a fun journey of watching this show. Is to be like, what do I remember from them? Because they came out over a decade ago. Um, has anybody else?
0: I did read the comics. I thoroughly enjoyed them. I didn't. I, I know I did not finish them, and I kind of wish I did.
3: Well, I, I we can all revisit it afterwards, but um. I'm just, you know, I didn't know much about the show itself when it was coming out. Like, I just heard little rumblings of it. Then they suddenly just dumped it on us, which is kind of great. Like, there was not a lot of promotion for it. I caught a few, like, advertisements on, you know, like, Reddit scrolling through posts. I'm like, oh, my God, this show's coming out. So, yeah, I've been, you know, wanting to watch this for a while uh, when I started hearing it. And I'll say that I feel like not only do they really capture the graphic novels, the things that, you know, for the casting... Uh, for the setting, but um, it's been great. Like, I watched the first three, and we're gonna be spoiler light, so I'm not gonna say much about it, but that you know, if you not only, I think the first one's great, the pilot, but if, just keep with it, because it builds and builds, they're world building, and uh, I'm really liking what they're doing with it so far.
1: I kind of heard that I, so I really like the show too, I think it's, like I'm a sucker for um, a pilot that is all about world building, and just like Getting into the interiority of like all of these different characters that we're going to follow for the rest of the series, especially because they're all fascinating in their own mm-hmm. way. They're all like these women who find themselves somehow stapled to helpless men who then die and then and then they like are dealing with the fallout of that. And even though they're all such different women, they're all so like um, they're all just like so powerful and resilient in their own way, even even. The Meghan McCain type, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but something that I did hear was that the comics maybe didn't age super well.
0: Well, so the reason <laughs> – so one of the big things about this that um, they're taking from the comics that hasn't aged well is that this was ma- – the comics were made in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And back then, women in the STEM fields were way lower than what they are currently now. So, they're still
3: pretty embarrassingly low, though, that's the thing. <laughs>
0: they, they are, but they're way better than what they were back then. Okay, so we'll a little bit of this is a little off now because of it. So when you dive into the series, you'll you'll understand more what I'm talking about there. But yeah, there is a STEM problem, and therefore a lot of people right now who have gone back and read the books are like, wait, this is a little, like, why why does it feel so bad? But you got to remember, it was written at a time when... STEM was not the best for women were not having a high STEM field.
3: I mean, what I like too is when they, when there's a show that, you know, I, I've seen so many post-apocalyptic shows. I love the genre, but like, what, what do you have to add new to the conversation? And watching this is like, okay, yeah, it's a great vehicle to talk about, you know, diversity and to talk about gender equality. And, you know, there's, It it forces all these things organically to the forefront because half the the setting, half the, or all the men in the, you know, male species, I should say, Y chromosomes are just erased from the planet. Uh, And it just sets up all these really wonderful questions about like, how would you deal with that? And if you notice, like, why are all the industries crippled and all these things are gone? Because men are running everything. So you remove them. It, It forces a lot of questions that are very fascinating, that reflect upon our real world in many ways. Um, so that for me is like why somebody should watch this. Yeah. Like there's, it, it brings up a lot of cool issues, but doesn't in an entertaining and organic way.
0: First off, I actually absolutely loved the first three episodes. They were absolutely great. Stuck somewhat true to the comics, to the overall arching story, but kind of modernized it a little more, even though we're Mm only talking about 15 years ish. Um, one of the things I will say about this, I haven't felt this way about a series since originally watching the walking dead. Mm hmm. Where I feel like this is something that's like a cultural phenomenon that everyone should latch on to and watch. And will like be there every every week be like, alright, I'm ready for the next episode. Ready for the next episode. I got a little bit of that from WandaVision. But this throws me back to the original like first two or three seasons of Walking Dead where it's like, yes, I cannot wait for the next one. And I think this is the new series like that.
3: Yeah, and I've read the comic books, and I'm still like, wait, where are they going with this? I mean, granted, partly because my memory is a little fuzzy, but it's like they really do a great job of of leading you to a point and then taking a crazy left turn that you don't see coming. It's just really, it's really clever.
1: Yeah, as far as like big moments um, that we could talk about, I think we could actually talk about pretty much everything that happens in episode one because. Yeah, the pilot. You like you know what's going to happen, and so, so the whole episode is already building to that anyway. So I don't think it's a spoiler to say everyone with a Y chromosome dies at the end <laughs> of the episode. I don't think we should get into too many of the details along the way, but um, I think that that might be where we center some of our discussion because that's where they introduce everyone. It's it's not that much of a spoiler. Like you're gonna want to watch it anyway, and mm-hmm. it sets up all of this really interesting drama and all these really interesting stories. And I, I just love that even though Yorick is like the titular character as Y, colon, the last man, um, he is so not the most interesting character. And he's really kind of a side character. I mean, he's the main person that everything revolves around, but he's not, I don't know that he's necessarily the main character.
0: He's the plot no. device.
3: No. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's what I was going to say. That's, is, yeah, and that's a really One of the play. things I loved about the the comic books is that he it's like the last person you'd want to be the last man you know he is the last person you'd want to be the last man in many ways and he's fully aware of it you know and it's like that's what made it interesting for me it was like instead of arnold schwarzenegger being the last man on earth or or what was the one with uh charlton heston uh which is oh funny. omega man no no omega man it's like no it, it's it's yorick this the wannabe magician um and that that for me is hilarious and it works like it, it's it's his characterization, yeah, he, he is not a leading man. He's not a leading character. He's mostly a plot device. Um, and from, like, getting Diane Lane as Senator Jennifer Brown, mm-hmm. I mean, good casting. Diane Lane's going to knock it I'm out every time that she does Lane. in this. She is my his mother, favor- by the way. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think she's a very that, underrated Do you learn that in the actress. first episode? You yes. do. You learn that in the first episode. And Ashley Romans as Agent 355, who was my favorite character in the entire comic book oh, series, yeah i mean she's good like they got a yes. good actor to yes play, they did. Uh, ashley roman mm-hmm. no, i'm ashley such a fan of Asian how competent she is <laughs> yeah and it's like she you you in so many ways she's a complete mystery through so much of it where you're like what is her motivations who is she what's going on and it's kind of like a tropey character that but it's done right in the comic books and men are they so far pulling it off in this series
2: I'm a big fan of Olivia Thirlby, who plays—is it Hero? Is that Hero, her yes. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I really, I really like her. She was starred in Juno, um, with Ellen Page back in the mm-hmm. day, and I, that's like one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, and I loved her in that, but I really haven't seen her in much since that. I mean, that's like over ten years ago now. So all of a sudden, she popped it in the pilot. I was like, oh my gosh! Like, I know who that is, and I like that. And I absolutely adore Diane Lane. I think she's one of the most underrated actresses out there. Uh I've, almost everything she's been in, I think I've genuinely enjoyed. So I was really happy to see her in the series.
3: So I just get vibes of Battlestar Galactica, if you ever saw that one, the remake, um, because it's the idea of, like, this this woman who is not expecting to be in charge of everything is thrown into the position and just has to, like, step up to the challenge, uh, which I love. Like, and the fact that they got Diane Lane to play that character yeah. is just spot on. And um, she,
1: even though she's, like, not prepared for it, she really is so, she's a natural-born leader. and. Yeah. I who would never it... have
3: gotten the chance. <laughs> except that everybody died.
1: Exactly. In our, in wah, our typical wah, society, wah. we never have yep. gotten there. And she's so, like, I can tell that she's gonna get a lot of flack throughout the series for whatever, like, hard decision she's gonna have to make, but I think the entire time I'm still gonna be over here standing her because I'm just like, she's capable of making those decisions. That's not mm-hmm. everyone. That's not most people. That's certainly not her son. Um, and... I was like, I was like really dunking on York in my notes this entire time because I know that, like, you could be like, whoa, it's kind of endearing because he's motivated by this, like, because he wants to. His overarching story, which is a lot less dramatic than everyone else's, is that um, he's searching for his maybe girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> it's a question, Big mark. question mark. Maybe fiance. We don't know. Definitely not fiance, but maybe girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fiance in his head and um then when this event happens he gets, gets played instead of like turning introspective which is maybe like what a what a more resilient person might do he takes it as a sign that like they're star-crossed lovers of some kind and he can now make it his personal mission to find this woman who i don't know if i were her i probably wouldn't really want to be found by
3: him <laughs> um no so you're yeah. exactly right. So this character drove me crazy in the comic books. I was like, "Like you have a responsibility to the world, but that's why he's a great plot device. Is like, yeah. he's the last person you'd want to be the last man. And there's something <laughs> that is inherently enjoyable to watch that happen, where it's like the most unheroic, kind of in a way selfish. Like that's comp- the that reason, you know, I don't want to oh, get he's... too into the spoilers, but like uh. <laughs> there's a reason why he's not a fiance. And, there's, you know, and it's like he didn't learn the lesson and now that he's, whole, like, doubling down. But that the whole the, intro it, with
1: him and Beth yeah. drove me nuts. I was like, this is, I was like, this guy.
3: You're like, I know this guy. I was like, i, I know I've
1: dated this guy. This, this guy's bad my,
3: news. My only, my only, like, <laughs> problem with the the show really is the idea where I'm like, is, are, do razors exist? Because that guy is so androgynous anyway. And they show <laughs> that there's a lot of transgender people, which I like. I don't remember that from the comics. Um mm-hmm. you know that transgender people are still you know they don't have the Y chromosome but they identify as male and like so you know it's rough it's even rougher for them again like throw some more you know uh garbage on top of oppressed people but um but i like that they actually showed their perspectives in this um but i'm like he could just shave and, and wear a dress and he could definitely pass as a woman like that would be my strategy if I was him—is like blend in, and at uh, no point cross dress. Like,
2: and are this is why Lucas would the survive beard? the zombie apocalypse because yeah, that's I'll how your dress. mind works.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm always going for the survival tactic, but I'm like York. You, I just want you just want to strangle this guy. So but we honestly, have to add
2: cr- we have to add cross dressing to the zombie apocalypse survival kit. Well, Tom Holland, well, I, do. I, I don't in think that works that,
1: works that
0: way. Way. You don't want to wear long, flowing dresses in the the zombie apocalypse you'll
2: have more
1: movement
3: you know? I have a lot of scarves and yeah keeps. and you have a lot of
0: places where things can get caught on corners and i believe the pantsuit is the way
3: to go.
1: i also don't think zombies are going to be tricked uh
0: yeah by cross-dressing no you
1: got to dress as a zombie that's the trick
0: that's the no trick. you, like, you, you have to sing hotel california
1: space. everyone knows that's how you distract no, your you, you
0: gotta make as little <laughs> noise as possible we're getting way off topic here
1: <laughs> what can we expect those of you who have seen the comics, what do you think we can expect?
3: Uh, so, what's interesting too in this is that the, who are the villains in this thing? Like, is there a villain? I mean, Amber society. Tamblyn, society, society,
0: society the way that we've been programmed,
3: yeah, is the villain. And, uh, I love Amber Tamblyn in this, where she plays, was it the, the Cindy um, a, McCain 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 type. <laughs> a Megan McCain type? Megan McCain is her name, like that. Which I, you know, I really like her characterization in this you can tell it's being a little bit like making presenting her in a negative light but I'm gonna put put enough faith in the show that they'll like round the characters out and well, actually give them humanity I, I, I
2: have to laugh that. though because like her it was very odd to see her in this film because like as a young woman growing up all I identify with her is in the sisterhood of the traveling pants mm-hmm. and so I'm like oh like that was such a cute movie and then I'm watching this and I'm like oof <laughs>
0: Well, In this, they they, they do play her. They do round her character out a bit in the in some of the second and third episodes, because you you realize that she's not just um, she she's slowly dissolving a little bit of the political mouthpiece that that she had in the first episode. And you see that there's a little bit of motivation behind what she's thinking. And it's it's basically all about survival. And it's just the two ways of seeing survival, the Mm -hmm. now and present and the future.
1: I would actually argue it's it's more of a classic conservative liberal divide. And I don't want to get too political here. <laughs> but I think if if you watch the show it, it'll make more sense. I don't want to get too into it here, but like there was a moment that I think was so um was so like indicative of that where it was like I like, we're talking about the people who, who have the power, who have the resources to go and, like, send people out looking for the people that they care about. Everyone's lost someone. Um, everyone's looking for someone. Um, and then the people who have the resources, it was like, oh, well, I sent out one person because I that's more than my fair share of resources. That is a very, like, and I'm not saying this to be political. This is, like, actually, like, a social psychology that is something that makes up liberal values. And then something that makes up conservative values is like I would have sent the whole army looking for that one person because I care about like my yeah, my I, emotions. I might e- trump give more about the reason, like my yeah. I might give more to my family and friends and less to humanity as a whole. Whereas liberal value is the opposite.
3: Yeah, the tribal the tribal instinct instead of the greater good for humanity.
1: Right, and we're not going to talk about what's right or wrong. I
3: was, no, I mean in a way we'll leave they, that for
1: you all to decide.
3: No, but they, they they don't say whether it was right or wrong in the show. I do like that they did present that you know that case being like uh, I, I would have done this and they didn't they didn't say like this person's a jerk for saying it they just kind of let it lay there yeah. and you have to admit you, you the response that that you see the emotional weight that does leave on a person to be like mm-hmm. am I a jerk for not sending but you know leadership oftentimes to be a good leader you got to do what's right not what's you know well, what's,
0: what then, feels good yeah
3: but it's, that's what I mean. This show ends up presenting all these scenarios that, you know, are insane and crazy, but that are, are organically come from the storytelling. And I love that, that they're using this as a way to talk about a lot of modern issues we're dealing with, but in, in such a kind of fantastical way that it, like, it lands really well, I think.
0: Yeah. And again, I cannot wait till the next episode. I 100% yeah. see this as a cultural phenomenon that I hope really catches on because I want... I want several seasons of this and I want them to do it well. So
3: as long as they it proper.
0: Yes, exactly.
3: Yeah. I don't, don't drag remember it, out. How it just, ends, I swear to God. Just, I'm like, and I intentionally didn't check the Wikipedia page or anything. Cause I was like, all right, I I'm blanking on the, the, how this concludes. So I'm just going to like be along for the ride. I mean, I'm fine with three seasons and a tight wrap up and I'd be okay with that.
1: Oh, I just wanted to say one last thing is that there is a scene where it really helps to be able to understand
3: Mandarin. <laughs>
1: so, um, in scene, episode from which two, episode?
3: Oh, episode two. Okay.
1: I just, so if, uh, viewers, listeners, just real quick, go brush up on your Mandarin before you watch this. And really if you want to feel,
3: it. if you want to actually feel bad for York instead of just hate on him, that's a good scene to watch.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is going to be a great show and really ask the question what would we do without, those y chromosome bearers. what would we do without uh quote-unquote men i mean who's gonna zip up our dresses who's gonna operate our car doors or hold our phones at the club i'm kind of panicking right here who's it's gonna really give scared.
2: us directions
1: exactly um
3: what's
2: going on here I like how they're all just, all, they're all just staring at us, Emily. <laughs> I don't know if they're, they're appreciating this <laughs> humor.
3: All you need is Yelena's jacket with all the pockets, you'll do fine. And now that there's no men around, you can just wear whatever fashion you want, lots of pockets.
2: We only wear fashion because other women are judgmental. Let's be yeah. real here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, there, you're going to end up seeing a lot of international conflict. The story does not stay contained just in the United States. Which is cool, because then you start seeing how other cultures, you know, treat gender inequality. Uh, and also, like, you know, I love the extrapolating, like, what would happen globally if the Y chromosome of all species, not just humans, remember that. Norm pointed that out, and I think it's actually really critical for the overall story of what's going on. So, yeah, you're going to see a lot of international conflict. It becomes a global story. You already see tidbits of it in the first episode and then in the second and third you start seeing a little more of it. But that's the thing that I'm curious what they're going to do the first season because I know how, you know, it's interesting how some of the stuff that took many comic books to get through story-wise, they just breeze through in the pilot. Then other things that, you know, happened way later are already starting to pop up, which it makes sense because they really have to fit this narrative into a television structure that was a graphic novel. So that's why I'm like... Yeah, I the the more they can make it global, I think does make it more fascinating. And you're gonna, I have a feeling if you go look through the series cast list, you know, there's a lot to come because there's so many cast members we haven't even met yet. Some of them are like considered lead characters that ha, are barely have any screen time yet. So I have a feeling this is gonna be like we're in for a treat. I think Norm put his finger on it. This is gonna be if if done right for the rest of this the season, this is gonna be a big cultural event that people are gonna really get you know get excited about
2: well since we've been asking the question why how about we now ask the question what if
1: so in this uh installment of what if um which is titled i want to say it's titled what if killmonger saved tony stark
2: yep saved is a loose term (laughs) it
1: it accurately describes so back in the day when iron man one first came out that's the timeline we're going back to. Um, what if when Tony's uh, vehicle in Afghanistan, when it got blown up, he did not get captured and forced to build an Iron Man suit and become Iron Man and kickstart the entire Marvel Multiverse? <laughs> what if that didn't happen? What if instead, Killmonger showed up, rescued him from the terrorists, and then there was no Iron Man, there was no Avengers killmonger still has his his own personal mission if you've seen black panther what happens well a lot apparently
3: <laughs> so turns out this was definitely what killmonger should have been doing the whole time <laughs> yep <laughs> if he wanted to achieve his goals um yeah what did everybody think of this one compared to the the previous what five that we've seen
2: uh to be honest i was i, I really did not like this episode this is no, absolutely my least favorite. My least favorite. The, the, yeah. Yeah, this has
0: been middle of the road, but I did enjoy the fact that they showed how gullible and uh, basically just how, how stupid Tony Stark can be. I was trying to find a nice <laughs> word to not say it, but he it shows how stupid he is when he's on the juice, man. The minute he and, starts getting liquored up. Right.
3: It made me want to go back and rewatch Iron Man though the movie. The intro I was like, god, I love that first Listen, one. Listen, I treasure
2: the Iron Man film, so I really did not like seeing Tony in this light because I love Robert Downey Jr and the character of Tony Stark and obviously he went through a lot of character development to get where he was, he became eventually in Avengers Endgame. But I like I I didn't love it. I didn't love like the Killmonger character in this. It was just like weird to me. Like it, like to yeah. me, this "what if" episode like didn't really make sense to me. It was kind of like one of those. Well, things. it was like watching
3: Killmonger's story if he was the the protagonist in a way.
2: Yeah, um, but it at the same time, it was almost like
3: too perfect, like for his story, and yeah, yeah,
2: like, it was too convenient. I think too is convenient. What is, yeah, yeah, bothering. That's how me. I
3: felt. Like he was just figuring. You know, everything he did was pretty much working, and then like.
2: Which, I don't know. It, it... Also, he killed Black Panther, which was like, "Oh my God, why would you? Why would you do that?" You, to
3: oh get my the God, throne.
2: you monster! Yeah. You killed Tony Stark, and I didn't like Pepper Potts' character in this episode either. I love Pepper in the movies. I love Gwyneth Paltrow, but I didn't. I didn't like her character in this episode. It was yeah. just, she was just kind of there, like well, not no, really she... reacting.
0: She she was reacting, she did research on him, she was like, I can usually read people, but I can't read this guy, and the more I (sighs) dig into him, the the less I find, and the entire time you can see that she's not on board with this, because she knows something's wrong. Meanwhile, Tony's out there drinking with him, socializing, even Happy's like, yeah, something's slightly off, but they never Mm -hmm. get there, and the entire time... Including up till the end when Suri shows up to talk to Pepper, she's like, "Yeah, you're the smart one, and we have something in common." It was like right there the entire time. Pepper was right; she just couldn't do anything because she didn't have any of the power.
3: Yeah, and t- and Tony being a, a just a total, you know, drunken idiot was like that's a cool what if scenario that I didn't even think too hard on that. Like without him going through that emotional journey, he's worthless. Like he's just a uh, spoiled. Billionaire, oh, going to waste of oh. money on bad things.
2: <laughs> and Killmonger killed Rhodey. Like yeah. he just killed all like my favorite characters and yeah. it did not I mean, sit it's well. In the name. It did it's in the not name. sit yeah. well.
0: No, th- again, this this wasn't this was an episode that points out that, you know, you take away the growth that Tony had was forced to go through and how much like his alcoholism can just trump everything else about him. His his wits go away, and all he is is a is a technician, really. Who's just really good at building stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh well, he's still a genius, though. Yeah, but then genius
3: though in
0: the inner playboy he's philanthropist. No, he's not. I'm sorry, he's just not a wise. man. No, he's talented. <laughs> genius yeah. means that you can apply your knowledge to many different areas. In this, he just has a talent for mechanics. That's all he has.
2: You know, I, I think, too, why this episode didn't hit as well as maybe I wanted it to. I was really riding a high after the Doctor Strange What If episode and then Zombies. Like, those were two, seriously, like, two of my favorite pieces of Marvel content in a long time. Like, I mean, nothing will ever Trump WandaVision for yeah. me. But, like, I really liked those two episodes. They I thought they were phenomenal. So then going to this just kind of was like, uh, I feel like we kind of just, like, did a 180 Uh, From where the season was building, Uh, it just it didn't seem like the placement of this episode felt great. Like I felt like maybe it should have come earlier.
3: I'm curious what the next few will be because, like I said, I think they are really shrewd about how they rolled these out. So maybe there's probably because this is gonna it's gonna make a different turn. Whereas like we just watched the horror episodes, you know, like yeah, the the dark one, the, the. the horror comedy and now it's like I think that you know I'm curious what the next few are because we have how many left two
0: two
3: three two so now I'm curious what the last couple are going to be do we have any uh intel or ideas of where they're going next I,
0: I think one is what if uh Ultron got the vision body the vibranium body I think that's one of them
3: Ooh. oh Norm's gonna love this one yeah, I'm excited <laughs> yes.
0: for that. bring Boy. back Ultron baby He was done dirty. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Well, are we going to actually get any? Because I thought I heard a rumor that like RDJ was going to come back for one of these performances, but that might have just been a lie.
2: I also thought that too. I mean, also, I think this episode, all the main characters pretty much were not the original Mm -hmm. actors. And I think that kind of just made it feel not as authentic as maybe it could have been. I mean, like, I know that in each episode, they haven't had a full slate of original you know cast members doing all the voices but this one it kind of was just like okay pepper is not going to the tony stark is not voiced by rdj and then it was just like uh, i don't know if i like that
0: yeah i think all those were just rumors of fans trying to manifest it to happen but it's not happening him and chris, him and chris evans are definitely not
2: when have fans ever been known to manifest things norm
3: sonic occasionally occasionally what? yeah i don't don't
2: think i've ever participated in manifesting
1: i have a theory that the sonic thing was all just a big marketing ploy
3: if it was that was very smart they knew what they were doing
1: well as always the animation continues to be top-notch and a lot of those fight scenes were awesome so this was definitely redeemed by that and the fight scene in the battle in wakanda with all of the gundams (laughs) I was a nice touch, by the way, to have them all be anime-style Gundams.
3: Well, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I would,
0: Michael yeah. B. Jordan's a huge anime fan, and besides the Gundams, his outfit that he's wearing is based on Saiyan armor from Dragon Ball Z. Nice.
3: Yeah, and I don't want to make it out like I didn't like still enjoy this. Like I'm glad I watched it, and I'll probably watch it again when I go through the whole series.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so I'm glad it exists. I just did think, as, as the ranking goes, this is one of my lower ones.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go back and watch this, and maybe I'll watch it in a different order. Uh, But I'm excited. I mean, we got two episodes left, so Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued to see where they're going to go with what if. It's been a
1: very fun thought
2: experiment. (laughs) It has, though. I really have enjoyed watching these, and I'm going to be kind of sad when there's no more left to watch.
3: Well, by then you'll have Spider-Man, so then you'll be fine.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Spider-Man. There's always more.
0: Until until her disappointment on uh, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man.
2: Don't even, wow. don't even do that to me, Norm. There. Why did you just manifest such <laughs> evil thoughts into this world?
1: <laughs> well, I think that wraps up our discussion of what if. Um, should we all do a quick recap of what are we, the squad members, watching as we as we do our sign offs? Um,
2: I'm currently obsessed and knee deep into the morning show which just launched its second season on apple tv this weekend that show is amazing and maybe i'm just like saying that because i happen to work on a morning show in news uh (laughs) much smaller than what is entailed in this series but for now for now for now you never know well reese witherspoon and jennifer anderson are like off the charts uh billy crudup who won an emmy actually for his performance in the first season i don't know i think like this show, his role—he was born to play it. So
3: Bridget, my wife, uh,
2: it's we amazing.
3: Like hate Billy Crudup in so many movies, or we just talk about how much we don't like him, and she's like, "Nope, I love him. He's good." No, enough.
2: it's really After weird. I I was not a fan of his, sincerely. Yeah. But this show, I'm telling, it was like the role he was born mm-hmm. to play. Like the writing on the show is phenomenal, and yeah, I need to watch casting it. is is really good. I, I I could not stop watching it. I can't tell you the last time I watched a show like this where I really like. I, I was like. Bridget, you need to like go do other stuff. Like you have to stop. You need to stop. Put a put a pause on it. Like stop. <laughs> I'm telling you, the morning show, it's like it, unbelievable. Like it's really yeah, one of the best shows I think I've ever seen. I I can't explain it. It's just, if you haven't seen it, please just take the time to go and watch it. It is absolutely worth every second of your attention. Well, folks, when I am not currently watching The Morning Show, you can find me at BridgetBrogan16 on Twitter and Instagram. Um,
1: So I have been watching, I continue to be watching House.
3: Yes. (laughs) I mean, you have like... So many seasons. Yeah. I
1: got two seasons
0: left. Oh, okay. wow, oh my you God. You binged it that you fast? You powered I, through. <laughs> oh, my God. I am proud of you right now. That is that is an undertaking. That's
2: some that's
1: top you're tier, binge-worthy level. You're, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is what I've been doing all night, guys. But since that's old news <laughs> that I didn't expect I'm going to be so impressed by, um, I have also been watching. This is about to get extremely nerdy and kind of not necessarily in the vein of a cinematic universe but I today on the day of our recording is going to be the next Minecraft championship streaming on Twitch nice. um, Dream I'm sure my niece be, is
3: watching that as well
1: I'm gonna be watching it with all the other 14 year olds
3: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
2: wow I love that I love oh, that. I get
1: hype for these. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Whatever. It's like no I don't really here. watch sports, but I do watch the Minecraft Championship, <laughs> and I do kind of get. Explain to
3: people it. though, uh, you know, esports are sports, and like you, you can imagine a hundred years ago playing basketball in your front yard, whatever the the parents being like, "Why'd you get a job instead of playing a game?" It's like, yeah, but now you get multi million dollar sponsorship deals. Esports already have that. Like yep. we've already crossed that line where it's like. It, just because you're passionate about it and you love it, like that's cool and all, but there's an entire industry that's going to pay you to be a professional. Like that's we're already there with mm-hmm. esports, so nobody should feel oh, any shame. Oh, listen, in,
2: my my in, college uh, playing... gives full rides for esports. Yeah. We have an esports yeah. lab. We just
3: we have to. It's, it's just old. It's just the boomers who are messing it all up, trying to shame people. <laughs> the for playing video games. <laughs> so,
1: check it out if that's something that you <laughs> might be interested in. Drop some pogs in the chat, and you can follow me on Twitter at. Emily, are you?
0: And you can follow me on Twitter at random underscore white guy. And please hit me up if you want to talk about Titans season three, because the first half of this has been great. I've been really enjoying it. I want to try and press everyone here to watch it, but I won't press too hard. I think it's been one of the better DC series that um, the live action series that they've been releasing. And uh, this season deals with one of my favorite storylines with the red hood. So that only adds to it.
3: All right. Well, you can follow me uh, at Luconian Logic on Instagram and on Twitter. I've been, you know, I'm a couple behind on Ted Lasso, but I've been going strong. I thought it was hilarious that it was getting a little bit of hate, not hate, but like what always happens, the backlash uh, for the first part of the season. And I was like... It's like, it's only been a few episodes. Like, can you just give them time to like, fig- you know, they obviously know where they're going with this story. We don't. And I'm so glad that, you know, first of all, that I was, I'm sticking with it because I love that show. Um, and I, you know, they had to say something different this season, right? It's a new season. You have to have something different to say in a different approach. And I'm loving so far this season. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and also what I'm doing is it, it's been over a year, but I'd never watched the series Voyager when it first aired, the Star Trek series. So, I started from the first episode, and I've been watching it all the way through, and I only have the finale left. But, at the end of this month, they're all leaving Netflix. Um Whoa. They're going to be a Voyager, uh, Enterprise, which I also haven't done a whole watch through that I was going to do. I think they're all going over to Paramount+, Plus, which is fine. I think I do have an account for that. But... Um, but I'm just so excited that it's taken me over a year. I'm finally finishing it, and I have like two weeks to watch one finale episode. I gotta find the perfect time to sit down and do it and give it some attention. Uh, but it's been really fun rewatching Voyager, or I should say, doing a first watch through. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's what I'm watching.
4: Thank you, Lucas. And you can follow me, Cronsworth, on Twitter, at Cronsworth. That's Cronsworth with a K. Thanks to a tablet I found in my room. I mean, closet. I'm currently watching season two of Jessica Jones, the Netflix Marvel series. It's quite wonderful. I really recommend it. Kristen Ritter plays Jessica Jones in a very dark and gritty series. The first squad should do something useful and actually go back and revisit some of the Marvel series on Netflix. They really aren't talked about enough. I'm particularly fond of the Daredevil series. It's quite good and D'Onofrio is amazing. As Kingpin.
0: Yes, the Daredevil series was absolutely fantastic. I can't believe I'm agreeing with K-dubs on anything. But, yeah, Daredevil was great. I actually thought... uh, This hurts me more than you. (laughs) I actually think most of the Netflix Marvel shows were absolutely fantastic. The only one Mm -hmm. that I had an issue with, really, besides The Defenders, was was Iron, Fist. Iron uh, Fist. I was told the second season was way better than the first one. Still holding out on seeing it, but I probably should.
3: I'll go back and rewatch all of those. I will even force myself to watch Iron Fist. Um, and then, but then I'll complain about it on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but I also just realized that I must have left my tablet somewhere. So thank you, Cronsworth. I will gladly take that back from you. No, me.
2: no, please. It's all I have.
1: <laughs> just shut the door. Shut the door, someone. Finally, there's our producer, Stephen Prusikowski. Who was last seen uh, carrying around a metric crap ton of salt and throwing it around everywhere on everyone? So he can be found on Twitter and letterboxed as at filmsnork.
0: Why so salty? <laughs> Need
1: some I think pepper I hear with that music. salt.
2: <laughs> salt and pepper. <laughs>
0: not funny. Okay, not and bears are not
2: funny. <laughs>
0: And there's our music. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Thanks for listening and be sure to send in those questions and comments and we'll see you next time in The Verse. The Verse is presented by ScreenRadar.com and produced by Steven Kuzakowski.
3: What did everybody choose as their uh, team to go back in time with? Um,
2: To be now. honest with you, mine came out, like, pretty quickly. Like, I knew, like, immediately. Um, Death, Abraham Lincoln,
3: Ooh, that's like Louis a long Armstrong,
2: <laughs> and Mozart. Uh, I really wanted a good musical mixture because, I mean, going back in time, I mean, I wanted some good tunes, you know?
3: So and why so Abraham I thought... <laughs> Lincoln?
2: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you... Is he the leading man? Uh, <laughs> I like guys with height. Um... And I, I felt that he might, we might like look a tad scary with Death and Abe Lincoln standing next to each other. Like it's a very ominous team. Like I'm just so confused over what band I'm
3: going to see right now.
2: Um, Is it a metal I,
3: band? Is it like
2: a? I don't know. I feel like Death could be a really good drummer, and bass I, I and I feel bass like,
3: player from the oh a bass
2: player. Oh right, 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 bass player. And I, I feel like Abe could potentially be a really good singer. I he, mean that's his, based on kind no of historical a facts. Voice,
3: if you saw the portrayal yeah. of him by Daniel Day Lewis, yeah, that's what a good, I, like Billy Corgan or I, something?
2: I, yeah, in I spite I of my rage, <laughs> that'll so, go really uh, well with yeah.
1: Death playing bass. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's my uh, that's what I would do back in time. That's my team, and I had a dollar left to spare. Yeah, by the same way, here, so but uh, I
3: didn't need it. Oh
2: well, then what's your team then, All Lucas?
3: I had Death, of course. Uh, Napoleon, Obviously. Genghis Khan, and Station. Because while y'all are playing music, we're conquering the world.
2: I was just gonna say you went for I went for world, world domination. World
3: domination. Heck yeah! If you get if I had wow. a chance,
2: wow! You know to get you Napoleon picked like the worst Genghis people Khan in history.
4: D- Sounds
3: splendid. <laughs> worst, wait, yeah. And then also the Station, who's gonna build us crazy weapons and things. Yeah, we're conquering the world. Thank you. Thank
4: you. Thank, Thank you very much. This is not the Avengers draft. It's the party on the weekend draft.
3: No, no. While you guys are partying, we're conquering the world. I kind of like it. We should talk.
2: I know I like that you had like the best team to go to bar crawl with last mm-hmm. week and now this week you're like no, I you we're not all messing into, around uh, anymore. Dropping
3: your guards and now we're conquering. So, well, right. and you can play the soundtrack for us while we're taking over the world.
2: <laughs> okay. I'll take that bet. Truth? Okay,
0: <laughs> So I also have Death in mind because he's just a very fun he's character. He's the best character. Yes, let's be by, real. F- by far.
2: Death is the best character um, in the And then series. I
0: bring in Socrates and Billy the Kid so crazy. Station and Joan of Arc, and I brought in Socrates and uh, Billy, <laughs> Billy the Kid, because they are like the R two D two and uh, and C three PO of <laughs> the Bill and Ted it, yeah. universe, and they're just very fun to be around. Uh, uh, I I think those two are hilarious. Station, how can't you want a, like you know an alien from Mars that's going to build you stuff and whatnot? And then of course you you know. I'm not
4: sure if I want that big giant hairy butt <laughs> next to me at all times, and I boom, I get enough of that here on the books. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh you know they can split into the two and and then you have two like you know mini stations walking around it's great
4: perfect two harry
0: potter I, th- I just think that would be a very fun uh crew to just go and do stuff with and then and then Joan you know she can be the the fake damsel in distress we can we can play get help and then she can just be the the, the strong arm there
2: that would. how about you Emilia? so I have not
1: I've not seen these movies so what <laughs> Does
4: not
0: compute. Wow. Do not compute. Do not compute. Don't <laughs> compute. <laughs> oh my god, she broke Cronsworth. We're free!
3: <laughs>
2: Thank God. Oh my god. I'm back. I'm back.
3: Did I miss anything?
2: Uh, uh, god. Aw oh, man.
3: <laughs> Did Station fix you up real quick? Is that what happened? Alright. That's what happens.
1: Alright, so I uh yeah, I was really just guessing. So I chose Ted because Keanu. <laughs> Fair enough. And I chose Genghis Khan because uh, I feel like every good crew, even like if you're just like a chillin' crew, needs some like, you know, some some good chaotic energy, good conquering chaotic energy. I, I got Joan of Arc to like balance out a little because I think she could stand up to him. And um, Joan of Arc always seemed like like I like I'd hang out with Joan. That's cool. Um,
3: she's a little touch. Jimi Hendrix. And that's why she's fun.
1: Yeah. And then Jimi Hendrix for the tunes. Heck yes. We got an extra dollar. That's for pizza or beer. So What what uh-huh.
0: beer or pizza are you buying that only costs a buck?
1: You could definitely get PBR. a beer. No. And, and in New York you City it is con for three dollars. Well, after that
4: literally shocking news that Emily has not seen one of the best trilogies of all time, I have composed myself, replaced a circuit, and am ready to deliver my team. What's funny is I actually have a very similar team to that of Lucas. I've chosen death, Genghis Khan, Napoleon.
0: I see see one big swap out here. Go ahead.
4: And one of the series' very best, Mm -hmm. Dennis Callum McCoy, a killer robot.
0: Man, if I could have pegged this one any easier. (laughs) Wow. Predictable.
4: What? Of course I'd take the best character in the whole trilogy.
0: Of course I would. Highly predictable, buddy. Can
4: you predict this? Bite me. (laughs) I believe this is a case of I've chosen the best and you've chosen the rest. I do find it amusing that just about everyone has chosen death, but also Genghis Khan. Well
3: played. I mean, Genghis is rad. I mean, at least the the movie Genghis is rad. Real life Genghis was a mass murderer. As you
4: said, he's rad. (laughs)